Happy Halloween, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, AIG is now countersuing Disney. I'm really going to have a hard time doing this with a straight <laughs> face. I really am. So am I. Um, AIG is now countersuing Disney over the Pink Slime lawsuit debacle. Disney Cruise Line releases their itineraries for the first half of 2019. And we'll be joined by contributor Ryan, disc contributor Ryan Teets to discuss what's hot on the rumor mill right now. Also, a little later on, we'll discuss the top five best and worst Fast Pass Lines, according to disc contributor Jacob Vanderloop. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 964, for the week of October 31st, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Uh, coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, star of vaudeville and screen, Baby Jane Hudson. Uh, joined at the table this week by my good friend, friends, Baby John. Hi, everybody. Star Wars. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Scar. <laughs> Dead Bride. <laughs> La Novia de los Muertos. Oh. Uh, the, and th- that's that, and that's her, um, and Craig, <laughs> and Star Lord. <laughs> so yeah, everybody, everybody put some effort in today. Um, I think Sean and I win the most effort. <laughs> I'm I'm losing circulation in my scalp here. Okay. I found out about this yesterday at three o'clock yesterday. I can't breathe or see. <laughs> <laughs> but you look adorable. And we won't repeat the joke that was made just before the show. Well, welcome, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're having a fun Halloween. Uh, before we get um, into the show, I want to remind everybody, uh, check out the other shows we have. What, what's going on? No, the, the, the comments people are saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, screaming happening. Um, <laughs> screaming. Um uh, just remind everybody to check out the shows we have. This is going to be a tough show to do. This really is. Um, remind, at the sh- uh, remind everybody of the shows uh, that we produce every week. Head over to disunplugged.com and you can find them all there. But I do want to just uh, give some uh, a special shout out to uh, Tyler Crouch, um, our uh, associate producer out in California. He did a great vlog um, last week. Uh, something new he's trying called Diz Arcade. He took like a really old, like a really old crappy Disney video game and, you know, kind of walked you through it for 20 minutes and it was oddly compelling and I really enjoyed it. So it's over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Diz Go check that out. Um, and uh, do we have anything else in housekeeping? I have one that I would like. Uh, today's my father's birthday. So oh. if he's watching, I'd like to wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. He got a happy birthday. Balloon for his birthday. I have one, too. Yeah. Because it's also Travis's birthday. Did you know he shares your guys' oh, birthday? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, so happy birthday to Uncle Travis. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I have one also. Mine's not nearly as cheery. I would like to tell the person who wrote to me about joining us on the uh, March 24th Italy cruise. While I was in China, 
He sent me an email, and I have lost it, and I can't find it. So if you wrote me an email about going on that cruise, the Viking Ocean Cruise, and you haven't heard from me, write to me again because I can't find it, and I'm really sorry, and I don't remember who it was from. Okay. Anything else in housekeeping? Well, first of all, before we get on to news, welcome back, um, Baby John and Star Wars. Oh, it's even scarier from the back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Back from... (laughs) Uh, I got 20 minutes of face material. (laughs) (laughs) Can you even hear me? Yes. No, they can't hear. You can't. He's not coming in through the. Uh, No, it's as if he had a piece of cardboard in front of of the microphone. (laughs) Well, welcome back from your like seven and a half month trip to Asia. It felt like that. You guys have gone a long time. And still not over the jet lag. Oh, I can't. I can imagine. It's, it's whooping us. Well, welcome back. Glad to have you, you back. Um, and for all of you, I dressed up as Star Wars. Yeah, you know, uh, for those of you listening and not watching, um, a lot of these references aren't going to make sense. You really need to head out to YouTube <laughs> and see our just if nothing else, just to see our costumes. Um, everybody looks great. So, all right. Um, if there's nothing else for housekeeping, you got to take that damn thing off your face. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a backup yeah. costume. I know, even worse, right? I do have a backup costume. No, take the mask off. Oh, <laughs> oh you can't see it. Oh, it just looks like a blue tiara. <laughs> I can live with that. It looks like a can-can dancer. The thing is, is I okay, think... Okay, Satine, keep going. I think the wrong costume came, because I asked for the 80s producer baby face, and this is what came. So I don't believe that, that was the right costume. Well, you really do have 20 minutes of material. I do, I have 20 minutes of material on that head. Boom. Most of it I can't do on a show. Are you ready for me? We're, we're ready. I am. Okay. Story number one. AIG now suing Walt Disney Company to avoid paying $25 million claim in pink slime case. As part of an ongoing story concerning the $177 million settlement Disney paid out the past summer to Best Products, Inc., it has been revealed that AIG, one of Disney's insurance companies, filed their own lawsuit yesterday in rebuttal to the lawsuit filed against them by Disney. My tiara is falling. The two companies... I hate when that happens. I know. How do princesses do it? The two companies, Disney and AIG, have been, a na- been in a nasty battle since AIG denied the $25 million claim on the insurance policy Disney holds with them forcing the case to go to arbitration in Los Angeles. In their lawsuit that was filed a few days ago, AIG laid out that the reasons that they denied Disney's claim in the first place, period. According to the documentation in the lawsuit, <laughs> they've brought forth the insurance policy, uh, quote, requires that ABC obtain written appro- approval from outside console, counsel before broadcasting its result report, which they claim Disney did not do. So in a nutshell, what they're saying is that according to their policy, that Disney has to let them know before they actually make any. Kind they have of to have out, yeah. They they that they need to have these reports run through right. outside counsel, um, and that they didn't, and as a result, that they don't need to be paid. The reason for this is obvious, argues AIG's attorney Michael J. Bow of Kausowitz Benson Torres. Uh, if an insured consults outside counsel concerning the potentially defamatory statements prior to making them, the insured will be less likely to engage in conduct that gives rise to liability. 
although there are some parts of the complaint uh, that are blocked out, blacked out. It looks as though AIG is taking issue with the fact that ABC did not get prior blessing from its attorneys. Disney's counter-argument seems to state that it was not, quote, commercially, commercial, commercially reasonable or normal industry practice to obtain written permission from outside lawyers. They don't run... They don't run these stories by lawyers. I thought they did. I always thought they I did. I can't imagine that Disney would do anything involving a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Well, no, I mean, just the, the, with the with the story originally, because basically, you know, the, the whole thing is that this company said that, you know, this company says the product they make, while it may not be appetizing to look at, is perfectly fine. And, you know, it's, mm. you know, meat, you know, it's, it's meat. It's just the way it's processed. It looks doesn't look very appetizing because it's you know that's it, it, it why they call it pink slime, mm-hmm. and but it's used in you know other meat products as fillers and things like that. But it's all real meat. Well, this report made it sound like it was not good, and you know that's where the defamation suit came from. And so Disney, you know, went it started. I, I believe this actually had gone gotten as far as going to trial when Disney settled. Mm-hmm. Because they were originally suing for something like $2 billion or something. It was ridiculous mm-hmm. the amount they were suing for. But uh, Disney eventually settled, and then they've gone to their insurance companies and said, you need to pay us. And there were several insurance companies involved. All of them said, yeah, okay, you know, that's what you have this insurance for. And they paid. AIG is the only one. Yeah, That's not. And so what they're saying is that, that Disney should have, before they aired that story, should have run it by lawyers outside counsel, meaning not the ones that work for the news division. Because this was a 2020 story, and that's under the news division, that they should have run it by outside counsel. And I guess their response to that it was, wasn't commercially feasible. I don't know what that means. Um, but um, as a result now, AIG is countersuing Disney, because Disney's suing them to pay the $25 million. Now they're countersuing to be uh, have a judge rule that they're not liable uh, to pay it. Um, I don't get... I mean, you know, Sean actually mentioned this to me last week. Disney's got to be like one of their bigger clients. Mm -hmm. Do you really think Disney's going to stay in a client after all this? Aren't they losing a major high-profile client? I mean, for me, it just... Even beyond all of that, it just makes me... It would make me concerned if, as an individual, have doing business with AIG just because, I mean... If they're if all the other insurance companies were okay to pay and they're like you fit within our policy, AIG is like okay, no, you don't because we got you on a technicality. They're gonna get me on a technicality. Like if I have that, and I mean saying it's not commercially feasible, I mean it isn't because they can't run every single thing they're ever gonna put on ABC by a lawyer every second of every day. Well, I'm pretty sure they I run mean, it by by their like inside counsel. Inside right. counsel. But it's stories. just the same as saying yeah. like commercially, like if I have car insurance through them saying like uh it's raining outside you need to call and make sure with us that it's okay for you to drive in the rain because you know you're setting foot out to drive in something that's inclement weather and so that just makes me like okay like if i ever do business with these people and anything happens they're not going to pay out because if they're not going to pay disney they're sure not going to pay me so and if all the other insurances are okay to pay i'm like wow you guys are nitpicky so insurance is insurance i mean the insurance companies suck if Mm -hmm. you ever deal with them they're terrible to deal with also, AIG, you know, not for nothing. Uh, you'd think AIG would want to avoid any negative press right now, being that they were 
one of the linchpins of the 2008 financial collapse. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, apparently $25 million is worth this story uh, to them. So, but all right, let's talk about the um, Disney Cruise Line 2019 itineraries. So as usual, uh, the end of this year, Disney Cruise Line has released early 2019 itineraries, something they typically do. Um, One of the things, though, is it's usually just the standard seven-night Eastern and Western trips, and it's usually the three- and four-night trips from Port Canaveral. What was interesting is this time, they've added a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, San Diego to Baja and the Mexican Riviera, several sailings, um, Two, four, five, and seven night voyages. Uh, also, San Juan, Puerto Rico to the Southern Caribbean. Um, that's in January of 2019. And uh, do we really cool. think San Juan and some of these Eastern Caribbean ports are going to be ready to see cruises do you know in what? the year? Do you know what? San Juan is actually now ready. Believe it or not, I read an article, and I think it was Travel Weekly, that said San Juan, the port is fine, and the airport is actually mm-hmm. fine. If you venture outside of that, <laughs> it's dicey. But San Juan is still has cruises going to it now. Then what are you going to do in San Juan right now? What could you? What can you do in Puerto Rico? It's so great. The port's operational. Right. But mm. what are you do? Like stand in your balcony and go, oh, look at the damage? There's, I mean, um, there's quite a few locals who are very excited to have the business. So people are hurrying to make their businesses ready mm-hmm. and make it welcoming to the tourists. No, it's going to be great. For, it is great for their economy, mm-hmm. and I support that. I really do support that. But I just, um, you know, I, I wonder how long it's going to be before the Eastern Caribbean in general is back to a place where yeah, it's, it's even semi-normal. I mean, St. Martin was destroyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of these islands will never be back, yeah. unfortunately. Barbuda? Yeah, is Barbuda that the will one? never yeah. be back. Uh, Tortola's dicey. Um, St. John. Was it Antigua? Yeah. They're saying St. John is really, really rough. So some of these islands will be years before they're back. But I think you're going to see, I think San Juan now has got cruise ships going to it. Wow. So I don't think... This happened so once before to St. Martin. Was, yeah, St. Martin. And they came back even stronger. They built that. But not at this level. It was no, not this. That wasn't as really bad. bad. But they came back stronger. Oh, so, uh, sorry, I just want people to know that as of right now, as of recording the show, uh, Platinum and Gold members can book their 2019 vacations, uh, Disney Cruise Line vacations early 2019. Silver members will begin tomorrow, November 1st, and then it'll be open up to everybody else. Um, so far... But yeah, what are we looking at for pricing? Um, believe it or not, the pricing isn't too bad. We're seeing some actually what I think is reasonable pricing. Uh, five-night Baja sailing... March 15th of 2019 for two two adults and an 11-year-old in a 10A, $3,110. I don't think that's awful for Disney pricing. For Disney pricing. Unfortunately, that's the the barometer for all of this. Um, Panama Canal, westbound westbound Panama Canal cruises, February 24th, 2019, two adults in a Category 10A stateroom, $5,050. $5,050. And a Category 10A, just to remind people what that, what kind of stateroom that is. That is an inside stateroom. So, I mean, you know, obviously you're paying for the accommodations. But in comparison, four adults in a 5A, which is an outside stateroom with a balcony, is um, $11,058. Mm, see, that's where, that's where the wheels come off the wagon. Yeah. But again, again, this is... 
it's tough because these numbers are crazy. But when you talk about Disney, they're not that right. Crazy. And you know, look, and I've said it on the show before. Um, there is a real service difference and a real quality mm-hmm. difference in Disney versus, you know, I love Royal Caribbean, but there is a service and quality difference on Disney over Royal Caribbean that, you know, that's what you're paying for in a lot of ways. That's what you're paying for. Um, Just as another example, we talked about Puerto Rico, seven night uh, Southern Caribbean from Puerto Rico on the Wonder, January 20th, 2019. And again, keep in mind, this is off season. Um, two adults in a 5B outside stateroom with a rent with a balcony um four thousand ten dollars so i know they're not i mean no it's certainly not the kind of pricing we see normally like when they release like when they release the europe european oh, yeah. cruises yeah. and you know they uh, start a stateroom in, yeah. a stateroom in steerage is twenty thousand dollars uh for the week um so you know comparatively speaking do you think pricing on some of these is um, more attractive or has been made more attractive because of, you know, there is a big question mark hanging over the Eastern Caribbean right now. And they're not going, they may, they may see a, a drop off in business of people willing to book Eastern Caribbean just for the reasons I, I mentioned, like, are they going to be ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know, because people are going to be booking these things now. The story right now is that the Eastern Caribbean has been destroyed. Yeah. By hurricanes. So in order to get people on these, you know, and remember, like, what was it, five years ago, they stopped doing these Mexico cruises because, you know, people were getting shot in Mexico. So it wasn't considered safe. And so I don't know. I mean, do you think this pricing? I think also, uh, in general, we see a little bit of a worry about hurricanes. Mm-hmm. That this hurricane has been, oh no, what do I do? Should I travel? Shouldn't I travel? What's going to happen? Well, but these are all happening. These are cruises that are happening outside hurricane season. These but are going to be happening th- in the early part of the year. I so. think I think a hurricane scares people so much that doesn't that matter. It has ripple effects out into other sailings, which again I think is why you're back to the Baja Mexican sailings because now people can say, oh, that's not the Caribbean. Mm. That's not this destination. Um, People are always going to do those seven nights out of Port Canaveral. Seven, three, four, stop at Castaway Key. People are always going to do them. So are we seeing a, are we, are we obviously must be seeing more of a Western bent on things now um, um, as opposed to Eastern? I'm trying to go back to what I don't have any pricing for the seven night cruises. I, the agents haven't gotten back to me on that. But I did have some information on what they said the seven nights were going to do. And I apologize, I don't have that right in front of me. Um, well, every sale, I'm sorry, every sale includes a day at Castaway Key. Um, the Dizzy Fantasy continues to sell seven night Caribbean voyages with Eastern Caribbean itineraries visiting the Virgin Islands of Tortola and St. Thomas and Western Caribbean cruises calling on Cozumel, Grand Cayman, and Falmouth. So, they're probably hedging their bets a little bit with these eastern sailings saying Tortola, St. Thomas, we think we'll be fine. And then maybe you'll see them add back the other stops as uh, improvements are made with those destinations. And how are people receiving the 2019 itineraries? Have, have we gotten any feedback? Uh, all I know is from the agents that they seem to be doing well. I don't know. I haven't checked the boards about. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I haven't either, to be honest with you. Um, the problem is it's so fast. And we're looking at just at 
platinum. Platinum and gold. Gold. Yeah. And this morning was, you know, only a few hours where I can look at it. So it's still very early in the process. And then it'll shake out and people will see what's going on. However, I will say this. A lot of what we're seeing is people are booking these. So people are saying, okay, I'm ready to make that commitment. Um, first of all, because platinum members are more willing to do it anyway. Sure. Sure, mm-hmm. they're willing to make that commitment. They know Disney. They know and for those quality. who not, those not familiar, uh, platinum is uh, ten cruises or more. Um, gold is was it five? Five or more. Five or more. Silver is like after your second one, um, basically, um, and then everybody else gets to book tomorrow or next week on Thursday. Thursday. Thursday they get to book, and I may have those those sale dates wrong, so don't jump on us. It may be like one to five and then six to ten is when you switch categories. Don't hold me to that. I may have that wrong. But um yeah, I mean I think you see a lot of people who do they do what they call a placeholder cruise. They sail on Disney Cruise Line. When they're on Disney Cruise Line they book another sailing and then they get ready to uh they hold that in anticipation of future dates and when those are out they know they've got the best price opening day price so they tend to jump on those sailings and book them especially panama canal cruises super super popular cruises yeah the panama canal ones those those sell if you're if you're interested in doing one of those panama canal cruises you need to book it as soon as you're able to because they sell out so quickly that panama canal cruise if it doesn't sell out within a couple of days the price point for it once it does open to the general public is going to skyrocket so just in case you're not familiar um, Disney and all cruise lines do a tiered pricing system. So your lowest price is as soon as it's announced. The more people book that cruise, the higher the price goes. So as more people book into it, that price is going to go up. So the earlier you book these, the less expensive it's going to be. That is true. So Dreams Unlimited Travel. You get a shipboard credit if you book through us. So head on over. Our forms are open for 2019. All these sailings are loaded, so we'll be able to get you a no obligation quote. And and don't let uh, don't let the uh, outfits we're wearing right now deter you uh, <laughs> that, from the fact that John and I are owners in Dreams Unlimited Travel. Um, we we don't dress like this uh, every day for work. Um, just well, Fridays. I just casual I just, Fridays. Yeah, this is my casual Friday outfit. Yes. Are you going to do any? Uh, of the show, or are you going to act out any of Baby Jane for us? Oh, I don't know. Kevin's doing Star Wars. I have nothing but Star Wars. I have goes pew 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 pew. <laughs> That's for later. Now, when he starts, when he starts reciting lines from the movie, do you know? We have to blow up the Death Star. <laughs> no, that's I only not. know one line. It's a trap. No, I'm your father, right? Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, Star Wars fans are mad. <laughs> It's it's going downhill. All right. Thank you on that, John. Um, I want to discuss some of the rumors that um, have been going around lately, and I thought it would be a good opportunity to bring in uh, the moderator of our Disney News and Rumors Forum on Disboards.com, as well as one of our regular contributors on the Diz, Ryan Teets. He's joining us on Skype right now. How are you, Ryan? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us. And, uh, you know, like I said, don't... Uh, don't judge me on the, on the pigtail. Um, so let's talk about some of the. Oh, I'm all. I gotta fix my hair. She's come on. Um, this I gotta tell you. This, I'm not kidding. This wig is like cutting off the circulation of my scalp. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever feel the top of my head again. Um, but it was the only one I could find that was like kind of close with the pigtails. But anyway, um, so Ryan, let's talk about. Um, 
some of the rumors. You're 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 writing these up every uh, every month. You're putting up a, a rumor roundup on the days, and of course, you're dealing with them every day on the rumors forum. Uh, what's standing out to you right now? What are the rumors that have you excited at the moment? Um. Well, a lot focuses around Epcot right now. Um, you have, I mean, there's a lot going on, really, uh, from new countries to new pavilions, redoing pavilions. It's all Epcot. Well, I know that, um, I know we're hearing Brazil as, uh, it's almost a guarantee that mm-hmm. Brazil is going to be a new, a new country. What was the other one we heard? The Philippines. We heard Philippines. Does anybody? Do you really? Does anybody think the Philippines will be a thing? I don't think there's a need for it. Like I don't think anyone was asking. Like why is there no Philippines booth? So right. What know. would you? What would you see? What would you see as being in addition to Brazil? What would you see as being a good addition? Um, I've heard a lot about Spain. Spain is the other one I've mm-hmm. seen a lot. There was somebody just posted the opening day pamphlets from <clears throat> Epcot after the anniversary and the ones that were listed as coming were Spain, Brazil and Sub-Saharan Africa hmm. that was opening day literature so mm-hmm. those rumors have been around a while mm-hmm. yeah no they have they have but I, I know when we were in Imagineering on our backstage magic um, one of the rooms they had us in I won't divulge what they were showing us because that's part of the surprise of mm-hmm. doing the backstage magic but um, we saw uh, binders. Uh, it was WS Brazil, mm-hmm. um, and there was another one, and it wasn't Philippines. It was, and I can't for was the life. Spain? I don't think so. And for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Are people in chat freaking out, screaming? We know what it is. Well, they're screaming about the costumes more than anything else uh, right now. But are they still in the costumes? Oh, yeah. Well, because people keep joining in, and they're, every time we cut back to you or Scar or any of you guys, they, someone thinks we've taken you hostage and put those on your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They do come off, I swear. <laughs> and I only know that, I had, as I said, we learned about this yesterday. We've only been home a couple days. So this was my... John says, why don't you go with Star Wars, which made me laugh. So I thought maybe it would make it. I originally thought, no, it's great. People I love originally it. thought because it was kind of like a battle scene. I like my little eyeball things. I really, I thought he should go as a Death Star. <laughs> Are you calling me fat? No. <laughs> yeah, that's much better. Yeah. All right. So that doesn't look like I'm trying to hold my brain. In. Um, what else? What else are you hearing about Epcot, Ryan? Um, well, Future World is really going to change a lot if everything goes down i've heard a, bu- a budget uh, rumor of about two billion dollars is what they're thinking wait about for future world future the, the whole budget for epcot is about two billion dollars oh wow the, of the work will be in future world and you know it's funny because you know you stop and think that uh, the entirety of animal kingdom when it opened in 1998 was about 900 million i believe um just under a billion dollars for that park um and you so see you think <laughs> Two billion dollars, but that doesn't seem that far fetched when you're talking about Ratatouille and you're talking about Tron. Mm-hmm. That almost well, seems... Tron's Tron's going over in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, that's true. Oh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. I apologize, but right. also one of the other rumors uh, is uh, regarding the UK Pavilion and the addition of a, a major attraction there, which, uh, based on your article, uh, is rumored right now to be uh, themed around Brave. 
Yep. Uh, that would be how, cool. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. yeah no, I love I Brave. That. I yeah. think it's an excellent movie. I think Merida's a really good character to have out and about. I mean, I know she's in the Magic Kingdom, but she's kind of tucked away, and the line there to meet her is always outrageous. Yeah, it's always. So awful. if there was another opportunity to see her, I think that would be great. Well, do you know, are, are, like, what do people think? I remember, you know, when they when they added Frozen to Norway, you know, people collectively lost their minds. Um, now with Ratatouille coming into France, uh, and mm. uh, you're talking about Brave coming into the UK. I mean, the UK. I don't like it. I, I mean, I didn't like it when they were going to do it because I always loved the countries because I'm like, oh, it's like culturally authentic and like that's it's fun and all that stuff. But I get why they do it because I went for the first time to Epcot with an 11 year old about a month ago, and we got two countries in, and she was like, "Can we please get out of here?" Like yeah. she hated it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like. Kids don't want. I, I didn't understand. Kids that want to go around and watch me drink wine and stuff like that. Kind of like I didn't get that until now. I'm like, okay, yeah, there's no rides here and stuff. So, yeah. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, you think you think Brave is is likely? Brave seems like the most li- likely uh, intellectual property that they'll use there. Um, it's not going to be a b- big, major, dark ride. It's going to be a smaller ride, but it's still something that adds the world showcase. <laughs> And of course, you know they're they've begun or the beginning construction on Guardians of the Galaxy. We know that's going in over at Universe of Energy. But one of the things I thought was interesting, you mentioned that in your article that um, the existing Universe of Energy building is actually going to be the queue yeah. for that attraction, um, and that the building they're they're going to put up is to house a ten story is a ten story building to house the the coaster. Wow. Um, Much like they did for Soren, use that back lot yeah. space, you know, so that you can really build out and mm-hmm. then use the front as the facade for it. Makes sense. Yeah, makes absolute sense. Do we know what it's going to be? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be a, th- a coaster? Is it going to be? It's a. a it's going to be a launch coaster. So it's going to be similar to. It's supposed to be used new technology, but it's going to be a launch coaster, like kind of like a rock and roller coaster. Mm. Yeah, great. Another ride I won't ride. Yeah, really. <laughs> I think Epcot needs that, though. Honestly, though, I mean, there's so many people, like like people in that age group that don't like Epcot. Like they just avoid it like the plague. So, and I don't because I love it. But other people, they really don't like that. There's not thrill rides that as many thrill rides there as other places. So, well, I think the one rumor that I read in your article that just absolutely stopped me in my tracks because this I had not heard. Um, a 350-room boutique resort rumored to be happening on the land near Fantasian Gardens Mini Golf, and it's not going to be a Disney resort. It's Swan going to be Dolph. part of the Swan Golf. I thought we reported, reported on this a while ago, didn't we? I don't remember yeah. it. Well, I usually tune out when you're talking. So. <laughs> I know. I understand um, completely. Um, yeah, it's actually going to go where like the tennis courts are. Yeah. It's going to be a weird little boutique hotel. Now, is this confirmed? I don't think it's confirmed yet. It's not confirmed. Coastal Construction, the company that's supposedly doing it, is saying that it's confirmed, but then the Swan and Dolphin are not confirming it. Okay, yeah, because uh, – and I, I – did – I mean, I, I, guess they, I guess they already own that land. They must already yep. have that land as part of the settlement that mm-hmm. got them the, mm-hmm. the two hotels in the first place. I mean, as part of my, like – hotel liaison position here i know the swan and dolphin is like almost completely booked for the rest of the year i mean even as i'm looking at dates there's like one or two random dates that are um 
uh, available. And um, they've but, just remodeled all the rooms, and yeah. they're all open for that remodel, and they've redone the lobby and all that. So they're probably like, okay, this is our next project, and we don't have rooms to rent to people. I'm finding, but I'm finding that all across property. Mm-hmm. Uh, rooms for the rest of the year, really hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why is that? Um, there's a lot of rooms out of inventory. For rehab? Uh, for rehab or, you know, there are some resorts that are gone. <laughs> you know, Caribbean mm-hmm. Beach is just yeah. almost no rooms. Um, Coronado Springs has lost a lot of rooms to construction and redo. So that's one reason for it. But the other reason for it is Disney's just so busy. Yeah. I mean, this quarter is just tremendous for them. So... Um, you know, they need more rooms, and they're building them. They just can't build them fast enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're going to see, coming up, you're going to see Disney do a lot more with the Good Neighbors. Um, down on Resort Plaza Boulevard, there's going to be a lot more offers from Disney that will be direct travel company offers hmm. for those hotels. Interesting. Interesting. Anything else, Ryan? Anything else that's uh, you know on your radar right now that you're, you're interested in? Um, well... The only other thing would be in Disneyland, you're, you're, we still don't know what's going on with Pixar Pier and Marvel. They're kind of being really very quiet about that, which is interesting. Um, and then the construction timelines for Star Wars kind of are all over the place. Some people say four months behind Disneyland. Some people say six months behind Disneyland for Hollywood Studios. Yeah, um, I, I think um, one of the things in the article you were saying that for us – uh, it looks like Star Wars may be uh, at uh, in October of uh, mm-hmm. 2019. Do you re- of 2019? You really think they'll miss? They'll they'll let summer go by? Well, I don't. Based on how far ahead Disneyland is, and they're set to open before by D23 in 2019. Uh, I don't think that uh, Hollywood Studios will be able to catch up with them. Yeah, which is, I don't know. Um, I think they've got to make sure they get it open in 2019. Do you think there might be phase openings? Do you think they might do it in phases? Um, I doubt that. I think they're going to want this whole land to be open to experience the, every aspect of it. And I'm, I'm disappointed, Ryan. You're not in costume. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Ryan. Appreciate it. And keep up the great job with the rumors. Um, and uh, that is going to do it for the news. We're going to go ahead and move on to rapid fire. And, folks, I hope you enjoyed the wig. It's got to come off. I oh, can't. Here I it comes. Ugh. <laughs> there we go. There. Oh, my God. Oh. We could Ooh. trade wigs. We have a different wig. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, Rhino, go grab me that. You want me to get your other wig? Go, go get me my other wig. Give me your backup wig. Go into his wig closet. Yeah. Go into the wig closet. <laughs> and go get him, yeah. go get him Lucille. You know the code. <laughs> Very shit's Creek. All right. Oh, my God. No, that. I'm not, t- I'm not kidding. That was just killing my hair. Put these on so your wig arrives. So my wig arrives. <laughs> my wig is wet. Oh, um, my. So, all right, we'll we'll move over to you, John, with for rapid fire. Go ahead. All right, um, Disney is offering a special for uh, holiday bookings. Uh, we receive a Walt Disney World special magic band and a beautiful holiday gift box for everyone in the travel party when you purchase your 2018 package by November 15th, 2017. Um, available for most nights. 
January 2nd through February 10th. Wig arrival. Oh, the wig has arrived. <laughs> Why is your handshake? Oh, it's the trouble with triples. <laughs> <laughs> Very the, specific reference there, John. This is the wor- weirdest show I've ever been a part this of. This is the weirdest show I've ever been a part of. Oh, do you, we, we really have come to on, watch come that? On, no, no, <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, I've got this Now song. it's Betty yeah, Davis no. after the stroke. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Betty Davis after death. <laughs> Holy moly. Um, wait, which one? Which way is the tag, tag goes in the back. The tag is in the back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you get to watch this. Just like pants and shirts. It, it should fit like hair. So. But it doesn't. There. Okay. But you know what? It's, it's, too be- it's too much without the wig. <laughs> What? I think I look good without the wig. I think you look like Bruce Valange. <laughs> okay, that officially goes out as the gayest reference ever made. You three got it. You two got it. Okay, Google Bruce Valange and then look at this. <laughs> you know someone's, you know someone's going to do a You know what it is? Right? It's the little bumper bangs right here. I'm sorry, it's Baby Jane Spice. <laughs> Baby Jane Valange. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> the scariest thing I've ever seen. All right, I'm going to finish my story. If you book by November 15th and travel between January 1st and 12 31, 2018, with specific dates and blackout dates, um, you get the magic band. The only thing is um, to receive this item in your home by December 15th, because it's a special Christmas item, you must create or sign into your My Disney Experience account. Uh, then link your resort package reservation, verify your address, and personalize the magic band no later than December 1st, 2017. So that's the big sort of thing here. If you want to get this done, you got to do it quick, or else you won't get it in time for Christmas. But I think it's pretty cool to get a special magic band. I think this is a great idea. Yeah. Looks kind of Dooney and Burke. And everybody has the, um, you know, how many... Red ones, orange ones, blue ones. Can you have everybody mm-hmm. who travels gets a new one every time they book a package? Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool that there's a different one. Me too. All right, Star Wars, <laughs> and that's my rapid fire. All right, thank you, John. Kevin. <laughs> the holiday overlay on Jungle Cruise starts November second. It's called Jingle Cruise. Awesome. Very rapid. That's extremely rapid. Well, the yeah, they're, they're not doing it. They're not doing it, doing it in Disneyland this year. So we're the only ones doing it. Wow. Huh. That's it's the fourth year. Yeah, but they get that really cool. It's a small yeah, world overlay. Well, they get the, 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 the Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. um, overlay is amazing. Oh God, I'm I'm disturbed looking at myself in this. Um, all right, thank you, Kevin, <laughs> Sean. Uh, all right, the Paddlefish Restaurant over at Disney Springs is doing a rooftop beer dinner event on November sixteenth. Uh, it is $65 a person, and that includes your taxes and gratuities. Um, so it's going to be uh, five courses. Uh, pretty much all of them are going to be beer. Beer, <laughs> and they're all going to be seafood as well. So if you have a shellfish allergy, like, obviously don't go to this and know yourself. So, like, that's, that's about it. I so, have to get back to paddlefish um, and try it out again. Mm hmm. Um, there are so many new restaurants here. We have not even been to Paddlefish yet. I'm mesmerized by him. Are you? <laughs> Stop. That's what look, I was going for. Look at the boys, and so that we can get something done here. I, I can't even concentrate. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sean. Julie. 
Okay, so... Or plus the mortis. 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 Just go. No, la novia means bride. Okay. So anyway, it can be girlfriend too. Oh, okay. Maria and Enzo's and... Is it Pizza Ponte or just Pizza Pont? Does anybody know? P-O-N-T-E Italian? Ponte. Anyway, okay, Ponte. And Enzo's Hideaway are going to be opening <laughs> at Disney Springs in time for the holiday season. So these are um, Patina restaurant, group restaurants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how I should say that. And Maria and Enzo's is going to be, um, you know, a little more upscale with mm-hmm. fine Italian cuisine. It's going to be an open-air eatery with 50-foot high ceilings and a grand staircase. I think that sounds cool. Wow. Floor-to-ceiling views of Lake Buena Vista. And then um, there's going to be the Hideaway Tunnel Bar, which will be like a speakeasy. So I think that sounds kind of fun. That sounds Since really I can't cool. actually go to one of those, you know. <laughs> it's not 1920 anymore. And, you know, I've said it many times before. Patina Group does amazing restaurants. And, and I'm very excited they're coming. The pizza, I can't take myself seriously. The Pizza Ponte is... Obviously, it's a pizza place, so um, sweet and savory Italian pastries and sandwiches, as well as Sicilian-style pizza. <clears throat> so they're all inspired. The cuisines are inspired by Sicily and Rome, and um, they just want to bring unforgettable food and wine from Italy to Florida. <laughs> so I'm excited. I hope that this is open before Christmas. They're saying holidays before the holiday season, so I assume that's that to be Christmas, says right? Thanksgiving. Yeah, mm. like it should be soon. Yeah, right. The holiday so I'm kind of looking forward to that. I love Italian food, and I'm like you guys. I like to check out new places to eat too. I love that we get so many new places. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's been they're becoming fast and furious. Every time I turn my hair, <clears throat> my head, I'm getting hit with my hair. I'm not. You it's s- no better looking this way because he's. <laughs> Because he's on there. that screen, too. It's just like, I don't like this wig because it's like the hair is all in my face. and whatnot. It actually looks like you went swimming in it. So I have green. a question. <laughs> did you go out and buy these wigs for this, or did you have these wigs? Of course I went out and bought them oh. for this. I don't know. What do I, <laughs> I, I know? think I'm doing with this, like, in my closet? <laughs> I don't know what you do in your spare time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I run around the house wearing wigs and baby Jane makeup. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, Julie. It... Okay, so uh, we previously... Pennywise, not yeah. it. So we knew... Uh, no, I refer to him as it. Oh. That's just your name for him every day. <laughs> yeah. It's my producer. <laughs> Uncle Fester. Thank you. Uh, so we knew that uh, Sunset Seasons Greetings was coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, but they uh, released some concept art on DisneyWorld.com, and so we now know that one of the kind of little overlays that's going to happen on Tower of Terror at night will be the Hollywood Toy Hotel. Uh, among that, they're also going to do uh, like kind of wrapped Christmas really gifts cool. on there, a gingerbread house, and uh, a couple other things using a lot of the characters. And uh, you know, decorations are already going up all over there. They're really getting uh, they're getting ready for this because it does begin on November 9th, and uh, Hollywood Studios is actually going to be in the true Christmas spirit for once. Uh, mm-hmm. it, maybe it'll be better than Jingle Bell Jingle Bam, but. I don't Not know. as much fun to say. Yeah. Uh, is it supposed to be like funny Christmas stuff, like fun Christmas stuff, or is it supposed to be scary Christmas stuff? No, it's. Uh, I think it's supposed to be fun. I think I'm assuming it's going to end up being like uh, how it, um, uh, Animal Kingdom, the Tree of Life, does its awakenings every now and then. Mm. I'm guessing that this is going to be the same concept every now and then. If you look towards Tower of Terror, you're just going to see it turn into something else or maybe it'll be a continuous thing uh i probably reading the story would help me out a lot more but 
you know, I'm just happy. I'm happy for Christmas. I'm ready for it to be here. It looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does look cool. It does look cool. All right. Thank you, Craig. Rhino. So for those of you who are planning to go to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, the first party that starts on November 9th is already sold. That's unusual. Yeah. yeah. The for the first thing. party of the season to be sold out. I'm telling you those parties this year, they are getting very, very full. The, the Halloween parties we went to are just insanely crowded. So Christmas is looking to be very similar. I think it's a lot of people do now. They come down for the last. What did he do? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. They, well, point at his mouth. You'd think he'd know how to talk into a microphone by now. Uh, <laughs> yes, point at his mouth. Um, <laughs> Don't go there. Uh, I, a lot of people come down for the last of the Halloween parties and like come right for that and then stay through to hit the first Christmas party, too. And on top of that, you know, I don't want to degrade anything we do but everyone out there now is filming themselves going to disney and everyone wants to get there on that very first night to see everything before it's all out there and spoiled so i think it's a a mixture of i I think it's a mixture of those two things people people are in town they're ready for it so that's that awesome that's it for rapid fire right what Mm -hmm. do you want what what do i want (laughs) Thanks, right. thanks, Star Dork. <laughs> no, you know man. what? I can't Star do this. Star Lord. It's just driving me crazy. <laughs> I love it. I can't. I can't. It's very anti-Lennox. It is. <laughs> it is. Look, you just have to deal with the pirate shirt and they have, they have face painted. Um, all right. So uh, one of the things before we wrap up, I um, wanted to talk about the article that was posted on the Diz this past week by Jacob Vanderloop, one of our contributors. Um, where he talks about the five best and worst, basically the best and worst fast pass lines. Um, and what he's basing this on is that for every fast pass line, there's a spot where the fast pass line meets up with the standby mm-hmm. line. And it's not the same, it's not structured the same in every attraction. Mm-hmm. So there are some that, you know, are really bad right. about it and that the fast pass line is almost useless. Mm-hmm. Whereas others are really good, and so that's kind of what he hmm. what he outlined here. So, um, from five to one in, on his worst list, um, number five, rock and roller coaster. Uh, number four, dinosaur. Number three, and I really agree with him on this. I I've never used. I don't think I've ever used the fast pass line of dinosaur. I don't do rock and roller coaster. Mm-hmm, I can't speak to those, but I agree with him. Number three, illuminations, reflect, reflections of Earth, fast pass viewing location. It's a tier one fast pass, right? Which means you're not doing Soren or Test Soarin', Track yeah. or Frozen in mm-hmm. order to do this. And there are so many good viewing areas around mm-hmm. World Showcase that I don't know why you'd need to use a fast pass. Can, can right. anybody tell me what the value of a fast pass is? From for, for me, I mean, hitting back. I mean, I I completely agree with on the dinosaur one actually because like that one is a total way so because it catches you up to the room where you have to watch the video mm-hmm. but um, and then rock and roller coaster I don't really agree with because it does catch you right up to the room where you view the video so it to me that lets you jump a lot but for illuminations I do use it only because I get it later in the day when I've already used the other ones in the morning time then you can get another one and I'll get illuminations then because I don't feel like Epcot has that many rides you need a fast pass for necessarily except like uh test track and uh soren 
and frozen and frozen at this point. So once if you can get those out of the way at the beginning, get illuminations and have it, and they're usually available. So uh, I'd even say while you brought up a good point, there are many good places to watch illuminations. The best point is in between the two showplace buildings, and that's where the the fast pass location mm-hmm. is. I mean, it's on a sloped hill, so it doesn't yeah. even matter if it's packed. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about someone being really tall in front of you. Just mm-hmm. go up a little bit further on the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I mean, before that became a fast pass location, that's like the only place that I would ever watch Illuminations mm-hmm. from, unless it was like holidays and they were doing dinner packages and stuff there. But uh, I, I think while there are many good places, it's it's definitely it's definitely the best place to watch it. Yeah. Now he says um, his number two on his list is Tower of Terror, saying that um, uh, arguably this is the least amount of value to a guest. This fast pass line. Um, as soon as you pass through the lobby, fast pass plus and standby merge together just outside the library. Mm-hmm. Um, do you agree with this? Absolutely not. Uh, until you've waited outside mm-hmm. in those gardens mm-hmm. on a hot, humid day yeah. for an hour, <laughs> instead of walking straight into the lobby or at least being by where the the fountain that's not filled up anymore is, it's yeah. it's absolutely worth it. I've right. I've done that wait recently too, and I I hate it. Mm-hmm. I agree with Craig because. The fast pass is the point is not to skip the whole line. The point is to get you to it further ahead of some of those other people who are waiting for an hour. Right. You know, I don't expect when I use my fast pass that I'm going to go right on the ride. Mm-hmm. I expect I'm still going to wait, just not as long. Right. But like Craig said, that Hollywood Tower of Terror, the line, yeah. oh, it's horrible. You meet up at the lobby because that's where the pre show starts, but, you know, it's still part of the entire experience. Right. So that's, I mean, the, that's a lot of time where there, you know, a lot of some rides are different. Some base it on uh, where you like where you actually board your vehicle. Others measure it out at different places. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in my opinion, the experience starts at the library. So that's mm-hmm. absolutely where you should meet up with. You the don't want to miss line. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that some of his reasoning is basically getting mm-hmm. faster? Because if you read the ones that are the best, it seems like because they get in mm-hmm. to the ride yeah, faster. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe put it because like once you're done with the library, there is a long long time in that boiler room mm-hmm. in comparison to something like Snow White's Mine Train where you're like right there kind of thing. So maybe that's why it was put I there. Don't I don't know. Well, number one on his list uh, for worst use of a fast pass uh, is Haunted Mansion. Um, and again, I I don't know if I agree with this or not. Um, basically, because the lines converge. Uh, basically, just at the at the end of the gardens, uh, right before you go into uh, mm-hmm. the main the main area where you'll eventually walk into the stretching room. Uh, what do you guys think? Does this belong as the worst fast pass? Uh? I think it depends on what time of year, because like right now during Halloween season, everyone wants to go on it, and uh, you know the, it's not abnormal to see the line at a 40 minute wait even up to an hour so in, in my opinion if it's ever if haunted mansion's ever that long it's worth a fast pass uh mm-hmm. because without fast pass that line was always right around the 20 minute mark which yeah. i feel like is is fair to wait but uh yeah so it, it all depends you know if you're if the line's 20 minutes and you're getting a fast pass for it then yeah that's a waste of a fast pass all right moving on to uh, his best list number five <laughs> Star Tours: The Adventures continue. The adventure continues. Um, 
What do you guys think? I don't ride this. So. I think it's a good this one. This is one I don't ride. I, I think it's a good one as far as the Fast Pass goes, but I don't really see how it's any different than the Fast Pass for the Haunted Mansion or anything. Like, I don't I don't know. For worst, I just thought it would be stuff like Nemo Living with the Seas or what, you know, like the Nemo ride or like a Figment Imagination or something. Like, that would be. Oh, yeah, those are completely. Like, but he's talking about this is on like, the same level as Haunted Mansion or whatever. I mean, you skip the outside bid and that, that's it. I mean, well, number four is Splash Mountain. Yes, yeah, that, that's oh, absolutely, good, yeah, yeah, absolutely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely agree Worth with it. that. Um, <laughs> that you know the queue doesn't merge with the standby until mm-hmm. you're at the loading dock, basically. Oh yeah. Um, and so that is, mm. and it does keep you, you know, mm-hmm. the fa- that fast pass line is going to keep you out of the sun a little bit longer. There's mm-hmm. also nothing about that queue that's special. Yeah, no, yeah, mm-hmm. there is. I mean, there's some f- cool stuff you can look at it, but it's not like, ooh, the queue tells a story. Mm-hmm. Right. Number three, Jungle Cruise. Oh, God, I hate waiting for Jungle Cruise. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll throw that in. Yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, it's Jungle Cruise is one of those lines that's just always unbearable because, you know, it was made when the park opened up and lines were a lot tighter uh-huh. and it feels like every single thing is a down and back and you're just constantly looking at yeah. the same people. I hate people. So yeah, I would rather <laughs> unless they float. <laughs> you float too. They'll all float down here. Uh, again, now number two is another one, another ride. I really don't do uh, expedition Everest uh-huh. as a, a, on the best list. Um, I mean, this that that one for me is like there's a single rider line. I don't yeah. know. It, I don't As a like, family, though, it's it's nice. And he's saying that the the this merges at the, the fast the pass point and is, the merge point yeah. is like less than fifty feet before you right. board. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the merge yeah. point is really late. I think I've just never had to wait that long for the ride necessarily because I could do single rider or like we'll split our yeah. family up or whatever. Like, so I think that's where it's getting. yeah. And I, I believe uh, I, I'm sorry, I already forget his name that wrote the article. Uh, Jason uh, Jason Vanderloop. he popped in the chat and said that. That when we discuss this, this was written before uh, Flight of Passage opened oh, yeah, up, too. People are so he'd obviously throw that in there. And I would say that Everest is one of those ones. It's That line has been greatly affected by Flight of Passage mm-hmm. opening up, where it's, again, it's not abnormal to see Ev- uh, Everest only at a 20-minute wait mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Really? Yeah, I've... I, I, never no look at the, I never look at the fast pass time for that or the or the wait time for that because it's not gonna I'm not going to ride it. But uh, number one, and I absolutely agree with him on this, Peter Pan's Flight. Oh, yeah. Um, that is a must-have for a fast pass because that ride is always mm-hmm. an hour plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the fast pass does get you on mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Um, the merge point just before the conveyor belt where you board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do you remember a time when Peter Pan used to be like, you know, I don't want to wait here, I don't want to wait there, let's go on Peter Pan? I remember years no, ago. No, it always seems to me really? that that was. Yeah, the I always thought that was park. a long. The only one that, that ever seemed longer was Twenty Thousand Leagues Beneath the Sea. Oh, I, I realized that you know, back it's before the turn of the century. But when we were kids, that's what it was. It was like skip those two, mm-hmm. because they just took forever. Where do you think? Where do you think Flight of Passage would be in this list, Craig? Currently, it's the number one use of a fast pass. Yeah, uh, you know, lines have gone down for it, but it, like right now, it's a busy time. Uh, I have a friend in town, and you know, he was looking at wait times for it and stuff, and and it's still 
unbearable. It's not abnormal on an average day to see it hitting two hours. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think Rhino and I's friend last week came and he said he actually waited two hours yeah, in the we standby like, line Whoa. for it. So it's the popularity is not going away, rightfully so. But, you know, it's you have to you have to do whatever you can unless you're OK mm. waiting a long, long time. How did you react, Rhino, when he told you that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rhino with a mask on. I am surprised though that the, that Snow White's Mine Train wasn't on there, only because like the line can get really long, and for the fast pass, you pretty much go up through the exit. Like yeah, you right literally there, like, walk right in. Yeah, yeah. so because um, it merges right before that, that one merges right before the load point. Mm-hmm. So um, I would definitely put uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah, yeah, on this list. I mean, at the end of the day, anything you can get a fast pass for is worth getting a fast pass for. Well, but oh, there's yeah. something, I, you know, his point's well taken. There's, there's some that off. really just kind of yeah. are a waste. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, you know, talking about illuminations, talking about, mm-hmm. um, you I know. Uh, throw that. in fireworks viewing and parade viewing at the Magic Kingdom. Those are complete waste of time, in my opinion. Parade viewing. Anyone, anyone who has to get a fast pass for Happily Ever After doesn't know the right technique for getting to fireworks. Yeah. So. I mean, I could see it more for parades, don't you think? Because really, to get a good spot for a parade, you really do have to hang out mm-hmm. for an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So I can see it being worthwhile for a parade. If you really want to see that parade and you really want a good seat. Especially for people with smaller children. Yeah. Smaller children are not going to sit for an hour or two hours to wait for a parade. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like shoving snacks at them, popcorn, ice cream, whatever. But eventually that's going to get old. So I, I like that. If, you know, your point's well taken on fireworks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I agree. I think it's a waste for any fireworks show. Uh, because there's so many places you can go and watch a fireworks show that you don't need mm-hmm. a fast pass yeah. for. But parades, I think, may be a little different. But All right. Well, thank you, Jason, for that article. Thank you, guys, for being here. And thank you for being with us. That's going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember... Stay out of the damn lakes. And off the beach. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. This costume's coming off. <laughs>